name is Bert, and I'm okay. Welcome to the first episode of Bert's Space Banter, where I talk about music, and maybe eventually other things. I'm treating this pilot as uh, just a tryout of everything I want to try to cover and eventually talk about, but I'm just going to start with one album breakdown and see how I feel about it and probably get more into the music side of things, and maybe eventually I'll dive more into my other interests, but right now I just feel like talking about music, so that's what we're going to talk about. And I wanted to start with some brand new music from the week of March 4th, 2022. And the album I'm going to talk about today is Things Are Great by Band of Horses. I've never heard of Band of Horses music before this release, but I really enjoyed this record. Well, as much as you can enjoy a record that makes you feel all the negative feelings portrayed in this album, as in depression and loneliness and isolation, this being the band's first release in six years, with their last release being titled Why Are You Okay, which I listened to familiarize myself with their sound, this album sounds like a natural progression in their sound to me. It feels like a a good follow-up, like it sounds like they're progressing. Now mind you, I haven't heard the rest of the discography, so I don't know if the last album was a regression or not, but um, this album sounds like it it's more focused on making the emotions behind the lyrics more front and center. As when I was listening to Why Are You Okay, it felt more like they were focused maybe more on the instrumentation side of it than letting the lyrics speak for themselves, which is fine, obviously. But it's for this type of music, I feel like, especially the message they're trying to send across in this specific album, um, I feel like the way they presented on this album worked better than Why Are You Okay? Especially when you compare the lead singles. Um, Crutch is the lead single off of Things Are Great, and I feel like it sets your expectations for the album better than uh, Casual Party, which is the lead single off of Why Are You Okay? Um, Casual Party almost feels like a whiny anthem from a 20-something who would rather cancel plans than commit to any occasion. While Crutch is more clearly about a toxic codependent relationship written from the perspective of someone who clearly needs to someone to guide them through their life, while they just choose to do drugs all the time and just coast by and not give a fuck. I feel like the juxtaposition between the two songs meant that are meant to set your expectations for the records just shows where the re the headspace of the artists were in writing this in this record compared to the last record. And that really makes sense because it's hard to ignore the context the album's written under because of all the coronavirus isolations that have been going on. And I feel like that definitely led into him being better at portraying him being lyricist Ben Bridgewell. I think that's how you say his name. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, portraying his struggle with his mental health, which is obviously relatable to everyone right now because it feels like we're finally coming out of quote-unquote, coming out of the pandemic, even though it's definitely still going on, killing lots of people. But we're just pretending like it's not, I guess. Um, but that's definitely relatable for all of us, I feel like. Uh, but the lyrics do a great job of painting the picture on this album, and the instrumentation just feels like it... Sometimes it can definitely push, push the mood home a little bit better on some tracks... Um, especially the lead single, or sorry, not the lead single, the lead track on the album. Um, but before I get to, to my full feelings on the record, I want to go into a track-by-track -track breakdown. So I'm going to start with track one, which is titled Warning Signs. 
This track starts the album off with a bang, if a bang was meant to bum you out. And I mean that in the best way. The lyrics really go into how the lyricist blames his mother for his upbringing, or sorry, he blames his mother and his upbringing for his poor mental health. Especially when it comes to his feelings about getting treatment, where he first starts off saying like, she doesn't want to get any treatment, and then they don't want to get any treatment, and finally just says, I don't want to get any treatment. And when he... And especially in the first vocal, the very first, like, ten seconds of the song, where the guitar is ringing that sweet riff, and he's just saying, it's hard, hard, hard. And he's just talking about how hard it is not to break down in front of anyone, which I can relate with, definitely. Um, Just the echoing of the guitar and the echoing of the vocals just really, really highlight the, the mood of the whole album going forward. And I feel like... This track is a great start to the album, and it's more my one of my favorite tracks on the album, honestly. So it started off the album really well. Going into track two, which is the lead signal. Signal? What? Not at all. Lead signal? No, single. Single. Lead single. I can talk, I swear. Crutch, um, which I mentioned in the introduction, is a pretty good way to set your expectations for the album. Although it's not my favorite track on the album, but it just it just dives into that relationship, as I mentioned, which feels like the lyricist wants to keep going, but also wants to get out of at the same time. He recognizes that it enables his drug habit, but he feels like he needs the person to get by, and he feels like he's clearly overstayed his welcome, as he says, but he can't leave because he feels like he just can't let go. And that's relatable for sure. But I feel like the instrumentation on this track just kind of doesn't really blow me away that much. There's some pretty cool synth embellishments at the end of the song, which adds some depth to the tune, but I just feel like it's it's not my favorite. It's not a terrible song. It's just not my favorite, that's all. Uh, going into track three, which is titled Tragedy of the Commons. Um, I went into this track breakdown honestly thinking this was my least favorite song on the record. I thought it had no substance, I thought it was unfocused, I thought it was about nothing. Like, initially, I just didn't like it at all. But after writing and rewriting my thoughts down about it, I realized, probably on the fifth write, that that's kind of the whole point of the song. The main character is exhausted by everything. Exhausted by the constant hate that's promoted by things like the 24-hour news cycle and social media. The isolation caused by his love interest always being busy, lack of communication between him and his love interest, the on-again, off-again status of his relationship. And especially at the very end of the song when he says, nighttime is the wrong time to be with the one you love, I, I interpreted that as like saying the only time he gets to spend with his significant other is when she's sleeping, or when they're sleeping, pardon me. And... Like, that's just not a good way to build a relationship, is only seeing them when they're sleeping. Um, And I was just missing the whole point the whole time, because the song isn't focused, because the lyricist can't focus. He keeps saying, can I just quit? Can I just cancel it all? Can I just give it up? And um, it's, yeah, it's actually kind of brilliant. (laughs) It feels unfocused because the lyricist can't focus, and that's the point. Um, the instruments on this are very sparse, 
There's some fun breakdowns and pickups that add some depth, but are ultimately just solid backing to lyrics, which isn't a bad thing. I really like the synths on this one. They don't like jump out at you, but they have the, the cool highlights in the background that are pretty fun to listen to, actually. Um, going into track four, which is called In the Hard Times. This song is what I assume is about the character in the last two tracks leaving the lyricist and going about their life how they want. You hear him bemoan the fact that they're able to make new friends with everyone while maintaining that he's a victim and he's he's ultimately the good guy in the situation while also saying he's here for when they're, when all that fails. And I feel like this is an, an important detail for the rest of my breakdown where I feel like he kind of has a point where she's actually getting in, or sorry, they are actually getting into a bad crowd and they, but they don't realize it. But also from his point of view, I can understand why I can also feel like this might just be like, Oh, well he's with there with these new people and I don't like them because they took them away from me. And from an instrument, yeah, pardon me from an instrumental standpoint, it's nothing surprising coming off the last few tracks uh, honestly, there's nothing huge that jumps out at you, but on this track, it's a slow, jammy breakup tune. I don't really feel like the instruments are meant to amaze you on this track, and they don't, really. They just, they're there. Going into track five, which is titled In Need of a Repair, which is probably my second favorite track on the album. It's an absolute banger, um, which, makes, which makes me feel even more depressed than I already am. It seems like a logical follow-up to the last track, where he's falling further into denial of the failed relationship, and languishing in his pain, and just buying things to make himself happy, which I'm sure lots of people relate to, um, pretending everything's going to be okay while also saying that he's hiding from the hurt. It's kind of like a double think where he's like, everything's great, but I'm also in extreme pain. The repeat of saying you only hurt the ones you love, I interpret that as him using a coping mechanism, saying the person who left him is hurting him, that's why they that means they love him because you only hurt the people you love again the echo on the guitar on this track is fucking sublime the opening the opening lick that repeats throughout this is really eerie and adds the mood of a paranoia where he's thinking about them coming back and the denial and really and adds to the pain i feel like and it's it's really great i really like this track next song on the album is track six titled aftermath this one starts with the main character saying that he brought his love interest back with no regard to his own mental health now i could view this from two ways either it's a perspective from the love interest in the first five songs saying that they sacrificed their life of happiness with their new friends to get back with this person who was clearly emotionally demolished by their breakup and kind of like was manipulated into coming back into the relationship. Or I feel like it also could be the main character in the first five songs being so narcissistic that they are the ones making the sacrifice when it's clearly shown that the other person at this point has been trying to actively leave the relationship. But either way, either one of those focuses is, I think, good, but the lyrics aren't the main focus on this. There really aren't that many words said in the song. I feel like the instruments really take hold in this song with more of the echoey guitars and the synths in the background, some really fun and interesting drum patterns throughout. And it really just makes it feel like a, the song is like barren and sad, but also it has big buildups and loud soundscapes, which 
makes it feel like a whole manic episode happening in a song, which is just brilliant, I think. And the next track, track seven, which is titled Lights. This song, to me, as a, at the base, is about a friend who stole something and then gave that to this person. And now the police are going around questioning everyone. And people are saying, oh, well, he knows. He's Jim's friend. And now he, he could either be complicit because he's mentioned some details or he could just be hiding this thing for his friend either way but he's lying to the police to protect his friend now this is where i really get into the theory part of of my breakdown because up until this point i feel like every song has been part of this story and this song at first listen it doesn't really feel like it's part of it but i feel like if you get into it and like break it down like a detective um, I feel like it could be the main character from the first five tracks covering up something that their love interest did because their love interest is portrayed as being lost to the drugs and the parties with their friends. I feel like after the previous song where they got back together, they broke up again. And then this person went out and had to steal to get by and ended up getting caught with some stuff and tried hiding it. Um, and the, he's just covering up for them one last time out of pity, which I feel like is backed up in further songs, but I could be wrong. I don't know. It's just kind of a fun thing to think about. Uh, the instruments have a fun groove to it, but other than that, it's just pretty standard rock instrumentation, in my opinion. After that is Ice Night We're Having, which sounds like a pun from the Batman and Robin movie. For the record, super underrated movie. I think that movie's great. Everyone hates it, and you're wrong. This part of, is part of my theory from the last track, but I feel like this is about and from the point of view of the main character from the first five tracks, about all of his regrets when he lost his loved one, possibly from them going to jail, but we'll get to that in a bit, and he couldn't do anything to get them back, which reinforces my jail point a little bit, but I could be wrong. And he's living in a broken home, and he feels like he's trapped, and getting more and more annoyed with the people that he associates losing them to. Like at the end where he's yelling at maybe those barking dogs. I'm not sure what that noise is, honestly. But I interpreted that as him hearing a party and him telling them to shut up because he just hates the noise because he associates it with losing his loved one. And I feel like this is actually the last part of the story that's presented on this album. And yeah, but... It could not be that way, and it could just be a fun song about a super depressed person. I'm not sure. Either way, after that is track nine, You Are Nice to Me. And this song goes back to the story after track seven, like they split up again, maybe due to the prison, maybe due to some Robin going on, not sure. And the main characters finally found some peace, wondering if the other person's okay, but happy to be by themselves, or if not happy, at least content and at peace with it. It almost seems like they're purposefully trying to make the story confusing, but maybe not. Maybe there isn't a story and I'm just digging too deep into it. Who knows? But I feel like this song comes before the police part as they aren't together anymore. So maybe they're not in prison. I'm not sure. It's really hard to tell, but it's just kind of a fun thing to think about. The picked instrumentation along with the swinging drum line and the choir vocals in the background make the song feel almost happy. But when you listen to the vocals and the ways the lines are delivered, it just still feels sad and droning. So, I don't know. Interpret it your way. I think that's fun to think about, though. The last track, Koalinga, 
is a song that I feel comes into the story before track nine, or sorry, after track nine and before track eight. Seemingly a song about a really shitty resort called Colinga, a la, Co- a la Hotel California or Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, but just a trashy hotel and not a moon or not on the moon or in hell. But I feel like it fits perfectly in the story as a base of where the main character's vacation home is in track eight, where he mentions him living in a broken house. And this this resort is described as a shithole that smells like shit and is awful in every way. But we'll always have you back. And I feel like this is the place where he found peace, but he still lives in regret because he always says that he's he's broken. He lives in a broken home. So I feel like he's living in this self-described shithole, both emotionally and physically, almost to punish himself for his regrets. All in all, I feel I really enjoyed this album. The instrumentation was enjoyable when it wanted to be. And what wasn't as strongest, I feel like it still held up, but it's held up its end of the bargain. There definitely wasn't any standout point on the record where I was actively bored or thought the, mu- the instrumentation was boring or bad. Lyrics hide a fun story, I think, if you're willing to dig into it. But even on the surface level, they do a good job of presenting pain, sadness, dread, and loneliness to the nth degree. I would definitely recommend giving this album a go. If you're a Band of Horses fan who's more familiar with their discography, I would love to hear what your opinion is on this record compared to their earlier works. I did listen to their last record for this breakdown, as I mentioned, but I feel like this album is a good representation of a more focus in the skill of the songwriting. Um, again, the instrumentation isn't going to blow you away, but uh, it's good. It does the job. It's it's not like tech death metal or anything, but it's, it's really good. Anyways, as I mentioned at the beginning, I was planning a little bit of a different format for this first episode, but just breaking down this one album took me over two hours. Um, so maybe on the next one, I'm going to break down a few more albums and then maybe I'll try something else. I'm not sure. But I really want to listen to the new Ghost album that's coming out on Friday. Um, and then I really want to cover like a new album for the week. And then something that came out maybe in the last six months to a year. And then like anything before that. I'm going to use the word classic. But it doesn't have to be a certified classic or anything. If you have any recommendations that you'd like to hear me blab on of way too long about. Uh, let me know on Twitter at Bert is okay. That is B-E-R-T-I-S-O-K-A-Y. I will definitely take any suggestions you have and probably do them because finding new music is hard and I'd like to cover music I'm not super familiar with because then I don't have a super hard bias and I'm just like, Rush, yeah, Rush is fucking sweet. Or like, yeah, it's Tragically Hip album. It's fucking dope because everyone knows Rush and Tragically Hip are perfect and there's nothing wrong with them. Anyways, as I mentioned, next week I hope to cover three albums, The Ghost Album, Conway the Machine album that came out recently. And then maybe a classic 90s album of some kind. Something silly and fun. Maybe like um, Venga Boys or something. Just something silly. Anyways, if you want to yell at me for my stupid opinions or have any recommendations, hit me up on Twitter, as I said. At Bird is okay. And please follow the pod on Spotify or wherever else this shows up, I guess. Thanks for listening. Peace.